We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the KCSN Draft Show. He's my favorite player in the draft. This dude right here, he's going to be one of those guys that I stand on the table for. If I could, I would trade up for this guy. This guy has a beat on an early My Guy stamp. A very merry draft, Mr. All of you, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the KCSN Draft Show, the last one. Uh, in this kind of setting before the draft. And I'm here with my buddy, Matty Lane, as always. Matthew, the last one of these uh, before the selection meeting that happens next week. I can't believe we are already this close. Yeah, I, I can't believe we're this close. Oh, God, this week has been long. We got to make it to the <laughs> weekend. But, you know, I'm ready. Like, we busy life, real life stuff. But then also with the draft, man, it's... This final couple weeks to get to the draft is such a drag. So I'm happy we're here. We're almost out of draft stuff to talk about, Kent. Like we're we're running on fumes because everything right now is lying season. We don't know what's real. We don't know what's fake. We've spent way too much time re-watching the same handful of guys, like seeing if something different happens, like they're gonna grow a 13th leg or something and just start running <laughs> faster. Like, no, it's not gonna exist. So like I, I think we got an interesting idea for you guys today that's a little bit different than what we've done give some other options i'll let ken explain it but you know just let you guys know draft content the week before the draft is tough to, to dig through oh yeah because like you never know what's real and i mean you know we've spent a lot of time like you know the running joke's been like there's been a show there's not been a, a week that's gone by since draft season where we haven't addressed you know the wide receiver position in some capacity for this football team it had a lot of conversations about that and you know like we're not just going to spend a lot of time talking about that for the it's straight week. Um, what we want to do today is kind of have, you know, kind of set three different scenarios for you for how the first couple of rounds could go for the Chiefs. So, you know, a great one, you know, a great scenario where we're all really excited. A bad one, like the Doomsday episodes, if you remember those from back in the day. And then like a reasonable one. And we can talk about the reasonable one, you know, here in a little bit, too, because like I think that <laughs> one I have some thoughts before we get into the conversation about the reasonable one. Um, so. Yeah, just kind of looking at the entire spectrum and then trying to have a very measured version of the draft as well, which is probably Sky Moore and Lewis scene, but like we'll get eviscerated for that. Um, <laughs> so, Maddie, just pick. Do you want to start with a horrendous scenario, a great scenario, or the most reasonable scenario? 
Let's do the nightmare scenario first. Okay. I think we should just start start it off, and then we'll you know we'll bounce around a little bit. But start start with the lowest rung, and that way when people get mad and turn it off, we know they only listen to the very first like fifteen minutes. Perfect. So let's go a nightmare scenario. Do we want to do a nightmare scenario in the sense that like how ours personally or like the board just falling terribly for the Chiefs? How do you want to do this? Let's just kind of set that ground rule really quick. Okay, I think it should be both. I think what what constitutes as a nightmare scenario for you, uh, for me. It's drafting non-valuable positions. It's not it hasn't been all these, but non-valuable positions, guys with low ceilings early in the draft. Early in the draft isn't for low ceiling guys. You always draft for upside there. You don't want to draft non-important positions and guys that just like this is a little bit of you. An older guy that still needs development, that's not a good pick in round one. Young guy that needs development, fine. Old guy that's polished, fine. You can't be old and need developments. Like loading up on guys that kind of fit some of those categories, I think lends to being a nightmare scenario to me. What about you? There's a lot of landmines in there um, because this is a very old draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear someone say the Chiefs make sense as a fit for Brees Hall. At the end of the first round. We're not going to go that nightmare. We're not going apocalyptic. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have seen Brees Hall uh, mocked to the Chiefs in the top 50. I know. And I've seen it a couple times. And then I've seen Kenneth Kenneth Walker mocked to the Chiefs in the top two rounds a couple times. Imagine mocking the Chiefs running back and not giving him RDB1. I mean, yeah, it's just... Isaiah Spiller. Okay. He's there's just no chance that he is RB one. He's just I I hate saying a guy's not good because he's like RB three, but like come on. Um I just I that terrifies me. Like I don't think, you know, like the last time that the Chiefs took a running back, there was a lot of buzz about running back and them taking a running back. And I don't think there's a ton of that, but the fact that that's even a consideration, that would drive me absolutely insane. This team and I would just I, I would go I that would be Rant Swanson would come out on draft night like I'm my goal I promise you Matt I was I was thinking about this the other day my goal is to be is I'm trying to be measured when we're on the live show as much as I possibly can when the Chiefs are picking that one would set me off that one would absolutely set me off um, I think trading up in a big way aggressively for a receiver is probably something like if the Chiefs trade see 50- you save that for reasonable. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Can I can I make a suggestion to start off this nightmare scenario mock? Pick 29. Tariq Woolen, corner out of UTSA. Um, He doesn't fit my particular the parameters I said because he's he's not old. He needs a lot of development. There is upside. So like he doesn't exactly hit by the parameters. He's just not that good though right now. And even if you want to bank on the athleticism projecting to something, I don't think he's even flashed round one play yet. Like even his flashes aren't round one level. They aren't this other world, Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner type flashes. They're just, oh, there's a big tall guy that moves well. Maybe he'll put it together. Tariq Woolen in round one, I think would be a great start to kickstart kind of my nightmare scenario. Yeah, no, I think that's I, I and I like Tariq Woolen more than you do. Like we I think we just got done talking about on 21 questions. Like there's a there's a big gap between us. But the idea of Tariq Woolen at, at pick 29, I'm not an advocate for. Um, but that would be a scenario where a lot of cornerbacks fall. So I just wonder if I wonder if, you know, like if if the cornerbacks are falling and the edges are, you know, edges are falling, like what does that leave the Chiefs if they Chiefs feel the need to be drafting Tariq Woolen at 29? Like that is just like an absolute, you're right, it's an absolute doomsday scenario. 
Um, do you want to do a full mock for the first two rounds to kind of represent maybe the, the worst scenario here or what do you want to do? I mean, if you've run it out already, we can, but if not, we can just spitball some other ideas. Like what, okay. you know, we got Tariq Woolen on there. What would be, what else would you hate to see in the first round considering they've already taken like, don't double take corner, but like what else, what's another pick that paired with Tariq Woolen in round one that like would really start putting you on edge for this draft? Jahan Dotson. Oh yeah. Like Jahan Dotson, a, a Tariq Woolen, Jahan Dotson start to the draft is just extremely unappealing to me. Like why, 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 what about Dotson makes him unappealing in round one? Is it specifically paired with Woolen or is it him as the player? I think it's a little bit of both. Like I'm just kind of out on like Jahan Dotson is one of those guys that I feel like might even fall into the reasonable one where you're just like a little bit underwhelmed by it. Like the Chiefs could actually take him, but I mean, adding like he's fine. He's like, I think we do the thing. Like this is one of those guys you remind yourselves like, and you make sure to add the caveat that he's a good football player. He's just not a guy that yeah. you value at pick 29. And he's a guy that I don't love. I, you know, the frame is a big concern. He's not a particularly strong guy. Um, I think, you know, I think there was some inconsistency, you know, I, I think you talked a little bit about physicality over the middle. I think I talked a little bit about his inconsistency with his hands. I think those things are matched mm-hmm. and paired together. Cause I think he's a little scared over the middle too. Oh Yeah. And so I think some of the drops and focus drops happen in inside the numbers a little bit. Um, See, so what's the yeah? That's the thing for me too. I'm with you. What's the path for Dotson being worth being a first round wide receiver? Right. If you're taking a wide receiver in first round, you better be getting at minimum a wide receiver one or a playmaking high-end wide receiver two. And I just don't know if I see the path for a sub 180 pound receiver that doesn't particularly like playing over the middle does isn't particularly good at beating press when guys get physical with them like i seeing the path to him being this dynamic outside threat or this slot guy that lives over the middle i just uh, to me it seems difficult to see the path for him as a round one wide receiver being majorly impactful and so like you pair him with woolen you get super raw not that good of a player with a guy that i think has a lower upside at receiver yeah i'm coming out of day one thursday night i'm not sleeping because i'm frustrated and i'm forcing craig to sing me lullabies until i fall asleep he's like legit frustrated like it's that's real intangible um i kind of want it to happen just to be there for that um and then yeah i think you know like <clears throat> day day two i think you're you're looking at you know an underwhelming edge you know uh I don't know at pick 50 who's the edge that you kind of are just very whelmed by uh you know in this in nightmare scenario. I mean Josh Pascal we talk about a lot, Josh Pascal a lot and I like Josh Pascal but I, we always talk about Josh Pascal in the context of maybe you double dip. Maybe you double dip at the edge position. I think I can make the, it worse. Uh-oh. Cameron Thomas. Oh that is case. so that is it. Because yep. Because yep. there's a there's enough juice there that I think you could realistically see a team taking him around pick 50. He's got the size. He's got enough athleticism or agility. His agility testing was good enough that you could make the case for this 265-pound defensive end with over 33-inch arms with production to go at pick 50. But then you watch him. All of his production is with his motor and on stunts. Guess who's a team that doesn't, you know, I mean, they run more stunts than they used to, but like, that's not where the Chiefs base their pass rush out of. I don't think he's a good one-on-one rusher. I don't think he's a great like edge setting run defender. Like Cameron Thomas, I get the appeal for a team like San Francisco. 
San Francisco should be all over Cameron Thomas, the way they structure their defensive front. But the Chiefs, I don't see it. And I think he doesn't have the floor that Pascal has. Like, yeah, I think that's whew, ugly. I think I think I got the final pick for the for the first couple rounds of this of this mock. The Chiefs go linebacker. Name a linebacker. It's like it's Chad Muma or um I mean Troy Anderson. I like Troy Anderson, but in the context of this whole draft, it's taking a linebacker. It's taking another linebacker. Now, okay, but up until this point though, we have we have filled all of the Chiefs' needs. This is a nightmare scenario, and we have addressed every single one of their major needs and then followed it up with the linebacker. So like I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that. Like we have taken players at every single position that every Chiefs fan is going to say is your biggest need. We have followed it up with a linebacker at the end. And then like you could say, even in round three, okay, maybe now we come back and try to catch ourselves uh, a wide receiver because we only got John Dotson. Yeah. So you come back and catch another one and you buy in David Bell. Okay, well, I like David Bell, especially in round three. But what if you come back with somebody like, uh, Ooh, Calvin Austin. I mean, it's another slot, so that seems. I, I think unlikely. that's a that little seems... tricky with with Dotson. Yeah. yeah, that seems unrealistic. So, like, there's, I don't really see Romeo uh, Dubs. Yeah, somebody like that, or you know, you come back and okay, you maybe you're looking for another cornerback now, and you come back with a oh, who's somebody like even Zion McCollum. Like, I like him out of San Diego yeah. State, but it's another guy that needs a lot of development. And, like, those are just – these are just some other day – you know, round three, day two options that I think would round out this nightmare scenario that I would not be feel very good going into day three about this Dar- draft. Darian Kendrick. Mm, okay, he's – no, we're t- I, not I don't talking round six players. I don't think there's any chance – I don't think there's any chance – but that's, like, the kind of move. Like, yeah. that's the kind of one I'm thinking I'm just going oh. – Okay, here we go. No, no, round three, they do go tight end, but they go with Kate Otten. Like and I like him, but they go get the most, the that, least receiving talented tight end. They come out, they get the best blocking tight end to pair with the rest of this <laughs> draft hall. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Like Ooh. honestly, that's I mean, and the thing is, is like, yeah, that's a that's a really bad draft for me. I'll still talk myself into pieces of it. Like, I don't I'll think still, so. I don't think I could talk myself into that one. I think I could talk myself like, you know, Tariq Woolen's got the ceiling uh, and he's a tier one C bad and, and, uh, you know, Jamel Dean couldn't turn, <laughs> I think, you know, I think capping it with Cam Thomas and that then one. coming back with a linebacker that really cements it. Cause like you said at the beginning, you could tell yourself, well, the hot Dotson's a good player. And then you could tell yourself, well, Woolen has one of the better athletic profiles at that size weight you've seen. It's like you could, I can see how you would try to talk yourself into it, but coming back in with Cam Thomas and then a linebacker, doesn't matter who the linebacker is, unless it's N'Kobe Dean. I, you, yeah, I can't be tough. I guess like, I you can talk yourself into parts of it. Like you might be able to be okay with a few of the moves. Like, here's the thing one of those four moves in the first two rounds probably going to they're probably the Chiefs are going to take a player that you feel about like that in one of the first two rounds like that's just the reality of it you're going to look at and you go i you know that guy should have been uh that guy should have been falling you know to to day three in fact here let's talk about let's do this you want to go to reasonable now you want to go to reasonable now can we do that yeah let's go reasonable let's just work let's just work up the arc here we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ninety percent of coffee from the grocery store is actually stale. You heard that right. The coffee you know and think you love needs an upgrade. Instead of rebuying the same old, same old, let Trade Coffee send you something freshly roasted that you're literally guaranteed to love. Purchase roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. And for listeners, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and start your journey to your perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $20 off your first three bags. Let's let's just do this. Okay, because here's the thing. Like, we're sitting here, we're talking about this kind of bland, bad draft. We're not happy. The Chiefs took players two rounds later than, you know, than we maybe have them ranked. Well, there's also like this, I think there's like this expectation that people have because of mock drafts that make them think that some players are just going to be there. Like when you do your mock drafts and the, you know, the algorithm doesn't pick the 26 best player in the draft and you get them at 62. And so like, there's like this expectation, this belief and this feeling like, well, I'm getting him. In. I'm getting him in the second round all the time in my mock draft. So it, it, therefore the, you know, th- I think there's some frustrations that can kind of happen uh, and some expectations that can kind of, ch- you know, can, can be altered when you know, with with mock drafts and how they're kind of formulated in, in these out these wonderful amazing algorithms that we all love to use and so i think it sets bad expectations in some situations <laughs> and, and it's like no they think about it like you think about some of the frustrations that some people have it's like what you know like oh these mock draft machines have definitely altered fan expectations because you can run as many of them as you want and after you run so many you start to get an idea of what the mock draft machine says is going to be available. So like you run it as much as you want. All of a sudden you're looking at the same seven wide receivers that are always available at 62. Eventually you're going to talk yourself into one of them being good. And that's your guy. And when that guy's not available at 62 come the real draft or come somebody else's mock draft, you are going to comment and say, Oh no, take my guy here. And like the, the rationale is he's always there. And like, that's just not the, 
works. Well, and all these all these draft machines have rankings built in. And just because a draft machine thinks that this person's the 103rd best player in the draft doesn't mean the NFL does and doesn't mean the NFL is wrong because like some of the, some of the rankings on some of these guys are all over the place. We got to quit dunking on quit dunking on my draft machine. It's not, they're great, but like, I, here, one thing real quick just take the first three or four names off of every pick and then and then pick a pick i think it says how do i different. how do i draft jordan davis at 29 then exactly um but yeah so like i think there's just some expectations and so like i think if you look at a reasonable draft like things are not gonna fall the way we expect but we try to set some reasonable expectations here let's try to see if we can create a reasonable scenario for the chiefs um that you know we're not maybe like over the moon for because we're not going to be over over the moon for it. like how often are you over the moon for a draft but we're good with content with and we understand so um i think i i i think it's unreasonable to expect the edges to fall so i think the reasonable move might be george karloftis in the trade up mm, that's that is one um let me present to you the ulterior motive and we can decide from here. They take Boy Mafe, who I I tweeted out earlier this week that my nightmare scenario is that someone's mock was Christian Watson and Boy Mafe in round one. Your picks at 29 and 30 were Christian Watson and Boy Mafe. And we already did, you know, our nightmare scenario. It was definitely worse than that. So like I would lump this into reasonable that would also make me feel I mean, I'm not saying we gotta go this route, just I think that's a very realistic combo of two guys that fit what the Chiefs like. Christian Watson's coming on a visit. Boy Mafe fits a lot of the thresholds that Steve Spagnuolo likes. A lot of buzz around both those guys in Kansas City. Like, those are two picks in round one. They would really leave a sour taste in my mouth, but I get why the Chiefs would go for it. I would also get why the Chiefs would trade up for George Karloftis into what range? What range are you talking here for this bad or for this reasonable scenario? I think the reasonable scenario is them moving up to the teens in some capacity. So, yeah. I, you know, 29 and 62 gets you to uh, about pick 16. Yeah. Pick 16, 17 range. Uh, yeah, maybe we can go that up. route. I think, I think give it up 29 and 62 to go get George Karloftis. Yeah, is let's do probably that. a reasonable move that if you'd asked me a month ago, it'd probably be on the bad end. And I'm still not thrilled with it, but I think you kind of come to grips with the realities of how the board's falling over the course of this process. So reasonable George Karloftis in a trade up. Um, and I'm probably not as upset as I was a month ago. Yeah, let's do that. And then we'll say, do we want to give them Christian Watson at pick 30 now? Um, I think you're a little bit more okay with that. And it still seems reasonable. It's fine to have a reasonable mafia you like, but Christian Watson at pick 30. Okay. Or do we have them go not receiver and run this risk that receivers aren't going to be there at pick 50? Like they're trying to see what's going to be available at pick 50. Like which route do we want to go? If we're looking at reasonable, I think the reasonable scenario is they're not playing games with receiver after they trade up for Karloftis. So like okay. I don't think that they're gonna run the risk or try to get cute after that. So like I think they would. Just yeah, because they don't want to trade up again. Right. From fifty, if you guys start going, so just give them Christian Watson. There's your first round. Is a trade you, up for George Karloftis. Do you think? I think we could reward ourselves with a little bit more than Christian Watson at pick thirty. That's just a personal opinion, but a Sky Moore. I mean, I would. Re- I. I'd be. Do you think you can record? Do you think Sky Moore is going before pick thirty? No, not before thirty. Okay. 
Let's take Sky Moore at 30 then. I'm just going to have the people yell at us again. Okay, doing it. Sky Moore. I don't Moore, care. Hey, 30. This, this was not on video. For Georges Karloftis and drafting Sky Moore at pick 30. Okay, I'm on board. I, I feel like that's a better, like, we are, I mean, trading up for Karloftis is kind of, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't hate this right now. This is, this is a reasonable draft because you're trading up for Karloftis. You're getting Sky Moore there. Neither one of those guys should be. Well, the trade up for Karloftis, he's probably near the top of the board there, but he's not. It's not like you're saying you're getting a great deal and trading up to get him at 26. It's not like you're saying Jermaine Johnson's going to be there at 15. Like it's a very reasonable trade to go to pick 16 ish for George Karloftis than to draft Sky Moore at pick 30. I think that's realistic. So now we're coming back at pick 50. Hmm. cornerback no this is the chiefs they don't draft corner we're going reasonable they're going like realistic they don't draft corners i was gonna say it'd be fun to throw Tariq woolen in our reasonable draft at 50 <laughs> i don't disagree i just simply i i think for the reasonable i'm gonna put my foot down and say they don't draft corner until they at least round three if I, not day three i could see him maybe doing day three but they are they are getting out of the first two days of this draft for the cornerback I, if you want to make a bet we will make a 360 vodka bet right now six picks is a lot well it's five now maddie because we just i know that's five i'm thinking in my head about this bet on what i believe in well you're out here slandering the good name of of uh, I, I think I think round three is too. They've had too many guys that are too athletic that if they're sitting there that have visited that if they're sitting there in round three, I think they would have to take them and not risk it going into day three. I don't think they, I will. I don't think they'll take one of the first in their first two rounds. So I don't know if you want to if you how you feel about that bet. I think round three is where they take a corner. I think that's I, what I, I was just calling you on having the audacity to say that they weren't going to take one in the first two days. So that's, you know, my same thing. I'm, the I'm pick, you know, the comp it. pick doesn't count. All right. What are they doing here? We traded up for Karloftis. I think, I think, I think a cornerback makes a lot of sense here. Nope. I veto. Let's not do a corner. All right. Realistic. We're doing realistic. Okay. Let's go tight end. Ooh, at pick 50, you think, huh? This is a reasonable, but I mean, like, you know, like the tight ends, there's probably going to be, they probably, if they're stacking the board, they probably like some of the value falling the tight end. They want to get ahead of the curve because this is their last pick until 94. So there's a big gap in their picks. So maybe they want to go up and get uh, Greg Dulcich. Okay. Kid, I, I'm going to, I'm fine with that. We can go that route. I'm going to present one other option. Okay. They brought in Devontae Wyatt. We've seen Peter Schrager mock draft them Travis Jones in the first round. I'm not going to say either one of them, but what about, do we think there's any interest in a Perrion Winfrey, a Logan Hall, or a DeMarvin Leal to play D-tackle for this team who often does draft for the future, knowing that Chris Jones goes into his last year of his contract next year. There's a big cliff at IDL after this spot. Once you miss out on those three guys, you're not getting a defensive tackle that should be a starter. What do we think about that? Or do we want to stick with tight end? This is our last pick until like late round three. I think Logan Hall is gone. Fair. Perry on Winfrey. Do we think the Chiefs would take him? They brought in Devontae Wyatt. I don't know what their rationale for Devontae Wyatt is. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. He's not a traditional Steve Spagnuolo kind of guy. But he plays with a lot of intensity. He can move around the defensive line a little bit. I think I'll, he makes more sense than DeMarvin Leal does because I don't know where they play Leal. 
I think they would take like Travis Jones before they take these guys. I would agree, but I'm saying he's gone because he's good. Oh, that was the thing. I think he's gone. I think he's. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be stunned by that either. I just, yeah, I don't like the IDL route. I don't think it's a realistic, reasonable expectation for them to take an IDL that early. I don't think, especially for what we're talking about with Spags fits and. I mean, All right, so this is if this is what we were looking at for the Chiefs, I would say trade back and try to get your tight end later. Like if we're we're struggling here to find this pick that we really like. Um, I would say you trade back and go find somebody else. We can put Dolchich there because I don't think we need to add more picks. This we got to get to the perfect yeah. clock too. Yeah. Like throw Dolchich in. Um, I think that's fine. Maybe, maybe somebody like Tyler Smith falls there. Maybe somebody like Abraham Lucas makes a lot of sense for pick fifty here for them. That's realistic. That's, yeah, and I think you know I think tight end and um and tackle aren't sexy picks, but I, I think that's what we need to be doing with this reasonable. Like there is going to be an unsexy pick earlier than you pay. Whether it's right. they keep all their picks and sixty-two is a linebacker, or or something like that, there's going to be an unsex, unsexy pick in the first four picks of this team's draft. So I like it. So we got Karloftis, we've got Sky Moore, we got Greg Dulcich, and now we're going cornerback at ninety-four. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean that seems right. And you know they, they've brought in some athletic long guys. They brought in all at my guys at corners. Like I won't even ask for my favorite one. Just go get Jalen Watson. You overdraft him a little bit. You pull him in in round three instead of in round four, but you brought him in for a visit. His profile fits what you're looking for. He's got some ability, you know, slap him in there. Or we talked about it a little bit earlier on the lab. Maybe you, maybe they think GT Woods can play corner. Maybe they think they can luxurious Steve him yeah. into playing corner. Maybe they don't feel like waiting for round four to do that again like they did with Sneed. And they just go ahead and pull the trigger on him. You're just a defensive back with length to play corner. One of those, you know, I, let's just call it like I said, Jalen Watson right here. What about like okay? I'm gonna throw out like a like. What about like a Matt Walletsko at 103, like a tackle? You know, I, I that's about fair value for him. Yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm still gonna suggest maybe going back to the IDL well, but we can also do that. Yeah, anyway. IDL IDL makes sense too. Give me a give me an IDL you like. Uh, ooh, at this spot, like a Tito like Thomas, Booker. Thomas Booker. Yeah, just a Thomas Booker guy that moves around the all line or D line a little bit. Second, so I, I can see the Chiefs taking more like a one tech. John Ridgeway out of sure. Arkansas. Sure, I just perfect. That is the per that's the most perfect pick one hundred and three for a Derek Naughty like pick right there. I think that's extremely reasonable. <laughs> extremely Derek Naughty. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel about that draft? Fine. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like I said, if we were doing it in real time, I would probably try to trade out of 50. If if I was going to take Dulcich there, I'd want to move back. You know, I, I without knowing who's there, I don't love the cornerbacks at pick 50. Every time I've ever done a mock, we talked about, you know, trashing on some mock draft machines. When I do them, I don't ever like the corners there at 50. Once you get past Booth and then Kyler Gordon, who's kind of like my last line of defense at corner, I don't really want to take one until round three. Like, that's why I also kind of poo-pooed on it as like, I just don't like that spot for taking a corner. I don't think it's good after you get Booth and Gordon gone. I don't think Jalen Armour Davis will go that early, even though I have him there. So, like, I'm fine with the draft. I, I kind of like their round one enough that it carries the rest of it, and the rest of the guys, none of them were bad. They're guys that I understand why they take them. So it is reasonable. I would say it's it's too close to what I like, and the Chiefs don't usually do what I like. So I see the 0% chance this happens. I just want to understand the why on all of their decisions. That's all. Um, okay, let's do a great draft. What's a great draft look for, like for this football team first couple well, of rounds? 
we did just do one of these for 21 questions where we kind of mocked out and we, what did we end up going with? We ended up with Carl Loftus fell. We also took Andrew Pickens Booth Jr. Or Andrew we, Jr. We, yeah. yeah. We ignored the medicals, took Booth Jr. In the first round, got Pickens at 50, rounded out with like Abraham Lucas or something. Like that's one version, but we wanted to go a different route. What about this trading up to pick, let's say Kayvon Thibodeau falls, okay. pick 13 and the Texans just don't have any interest in them. You trade, 29 and 50, I think, gets you about to 13. That Hold on, let me, do, let me do the math for you real quick. 29 and 50 puts you... Maybe you have to throw in something else. You got to go... It's 29, 50, and 135. Sure, let's do that. We go trade up and get Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, because, now this is, for me, a perfect draft. You're getting a guy that has a very clear path to being a dominant player in the NFL. You're getting a clear path to an all-pro type player. Kayvon Thibodeau presents one of the most clear paths to being an all-pro defensive end in the NFL out of, I think, any of these guys. I don't know if you think that trade's not perfect, but like I think at that point, not giving up both first, I, I mean... I think one of, the, one of the things... No, one of the things I've been looking at and asking myself is if you could wind up with Kayvon Thibodeau, pick 30, 62, 94, and 103, and still, like, still have those picks left, how would you feel? Great. Feel, That's it. I'd feel great. I'd I feel great. And the great. fact that the Texans are already publicly talking about maybe shopping pick 13, like maybe that price isn't as high. And then now maybe Thibodeau trade, but either way, let's say we make that trade for Thibodeau. So then now you're on the clock at pick 30. Like what's the perfect scenario at pick 30 for the chiefs in this, in this situation, probably still Andrew Booth jr. Or a receiver. Uh, I mean, I still, I think to your point, like you might have to take cornerback early. Like you might have to take cornerback early. I, I, I think you could probably try to catch value at receiver still. So I think you got to go take Kyer, we call it Kyer Elam. Uh, okay. I mean, I know he's not a perfect fit, right? But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to come up with a cornerback that we're excited about still that that is actually available when the Chiefs are picking. Okay. Let, let me run this. Let's say, ooh, yeah, because we traded away pick 50. So it's not right. even like, okay. Yeah, I think. Ooh, but I don't think you can get a receiver at 62 either. So are Work you with me for a second. Just oh, we're going on a long walk. Maybe we'll go for a trade-up at from 63. Okay. How far okay. are we trading up? We could move up to 48. We could move up to 47, potentially. What? Maybe Washington wants to accumulate some more picks. Okay. All right, hear me out. We, trade, we take Traylon Burks at pick 30. And then we are monitoring Andrew Booth and Kyler Gordon. Once one goes, we trade up for the other. If they're there in that range, you catch Kyler Gordon at 46 or 48-ish. Do you think there's a better chance of catching a corner at 47 or catching a receiver at 47? Because I think you have a better chance of catching a receiver at 47. I think we our perfect scenario was George Pickens at 50. I know. I was just trying to incorporate different names. Like, okay, I... Change the name, but make it, yeah, make it Traylon Burks or Sky Moore or, you know, one of these other guys at receiver that falls to 47. But I think you're I think more Pickens likely. is the only one that has this ring of I'm a fine. perfect I, Let's just use Pickens again. Okay. Why not? Let's just say you're pick a corner you want to take. Andrew Booth. I mean, I know it's kind of like. No, nope. all right. You know what? I'm hard countering this now. Nope. They take Traylon Burks. Travis Jones falls. They trade up and get Travis Jones. Okay. I'm fine with that. Is that okay? Is that yeah, acceptable for 100%. perfect? 100%. They fall, he falls to 47 and they take him. 
right, so to get, I don't know what pick we have left. But. So I'll just tell you, they get from they go they use sixty two and ninety four to get up for Travis Jones. Yeah. So they are sitting with Kayvon Thibodeau and Traylon Burks and uh, Travis Jones. They have pick one hundred three and one twenty one remaining. Uh, in the first 120. And for 103, we pick our favorite corner, you know, whoever that may be. I know you like Kobe Bryant, so throw him in there. I like Josh Williams, throw him in there. You know, you just pick your favorite corner there in round three. Now, the, the downside is you only drafted four players when you had six picks on these days, but you got Kayvon Thibodeau and you got Travis Jones, and then you still got a guy that has the potential to be a true number one wide receiver, and you got a corner that you feel like can come in and play for you a little bit. Like, I, I know it's not going to be everyone's perfect scenario because people don't like to trade. You know, people don't like to take the bigger swings, but man, I, I don't know. You tell me that you're going to build a defensive line around Kayvon Thibodeau and Travis Jones for the next four years minimum. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I like the cornerback edition. I like the receiver edition. You got good, you got good football players. You got really good football players and pick 121 is nothing to slouch at either. Like you're still yeah. probably going to get a decent football player. You're going to get a Matt. Well, let's go. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get someone yeah. decent there in that range as well. So right. you can go maybe double dip at edge, you know, maybe I feel it. Maybe I Alex, like this draft. Alex, right. This draft. Oh, Alex yeah. right if, at 121. If the chiefs came out of this draft, you said, yeah, they, I, I would be absolutely, as soon as the Thibodeau pick is made, like you could almost kind of do whatever you want with the rest. And I'm going to be happy, but you come out and you get Burks, who I'm still, you know, hot and cold on, but I see the path. And then you get Travis Jones, another guy that I absolutely love. Like you start putting those guys all together to start a draft. Like I am fully going to be okay with the capital that they traded away to get them because I think you're getting very clear different tier of talents and the pieces that you would have gotten. You're not going to get a Thibodeau talent at 30. So I don't care what you could pick at 30 and 50. Kayvon Thibodeau is better than, you know, your pick at 30 and 50 in this draft. I think I'd probably prefer to end up with five players after the first two days, but four I can live with. Four, I can yeah, I think a smaller trade up in round two would probably be better. I guess that wouldn't have saved us that extra day two pick, but I mean, like a smaller trade up there, I think would have been a little bit nicer too. Like going up twenty spots. And- it's just there's just not a ton of. I mean, you might be able to like sixty two and one twenty one can get you up to about pick fifty two. Yeah. So maybe you could package, you know, maybe you could package sixty two, one twenty one, and you know, a couple of your your sevens to get you know to that 40 and this is great for an audio platform as we just talk about potential trades like (laughs) i know well i'm just you know i i I think you gotta come up with the scenarios information it's just yeah it's that's where it gets tricky as you start going through these things and you start looking for the right values and you kind of start adding these numbers and looking for what's the best you know pick swap versus straight trade up and stuff like that i just we did we we mentioned the perfect scenario we did on 21 questions and we just wanted to keep it a little bit different so we went with the trade up for Thibodeau I forced that happening because I I don't think it's realistic but I also don't think it's entirely impossible if the NFL is a little scared off by his attitude and if he falls like I said to the point to where I would spend two first round picks to go get him but perfect world he falls to where I don't have to spend both first but just pick 50 and a fourth round pick like yeah immediately doing that instantly that is it for the KCSN Draft Show. Thank you so much for listening. Come hang out with us at Kingdom Bar and Grill during Draft Weekend. Maddie's going to be there. Craig's going to be there. The worst kept identity in Chiefs Twitter, Chief Bearcat, will be there. Um, and many, many more. Can't wait. We're looking forward to it. be on the lookout all next week. Live show. Live every shows. single day. 
from Monday through Saturday. Sports Network YouTube. It's going to be a lot of fun. We can't wait. We're looking forward to it. We're going to go get some sleep over the weekend. But we'll be back. We'll catch you later.